Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, party people, welcome back to another incredible episode of Zero Dark Nerdy, the world's most incredible pop culture podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, betonline.ag for all your sports betting needs. And most importantly, our good friends over at Sailfish Comics, three locations here in North Carolina, one in Concord, one in Winston-Salem, and one right here in the heartland in Greensboro on Stanley Road, right across from Best Buy. Be sure to check out Sailfish Comics for all your comic book, graphic novel, Funko Pops, action figure needs. So we want to make it known that this episode was recorded on June 16th, well before the SAG after strike, which we do support the writer strike as well as the SAG after strike. Make sure that our people get compensated for all the hard work that they do on making sure that we are enjoying ourselves when we're watching movies, shows, and so much more. Hollywood, if you're listening, take care of the writers, take care of the actors and actresses out there. So without any further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce you the one and only David Oyelowo here to talk about the new documentary Elemental Reimagine Wildfire out now on your favorite streaming platforms. Excellent. So we have David here from the film just came out June 13th documentary Elemental Reimagining Wildfire out now on digital. So David, what was it that originally attracted you to this project? Was this something personal to you, you know, in terms of the fires out on the West Coast? Did you have families and, or maybe friends involved in, in situations like this? What was the real calling for, for you to be the narrator for this fantastic documentary? Um, yeah, I've lived in Los Angeles for nearly 16 years now. And um, even in that time, which is relatively short in relation to the history of wildfires, I've seen an indisputable increase in them um, in California generally, but across the country and globally, actually. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a, an increasing number of family members in the UK calling me, am I okay? You know, they see the news. And I don't remember when I lived in the UK thinking that about California, thinking, gosh, I hope those people are okay. But yeah. year on year now, you know, a friend or two will call to say, is everything okay out there? Which is indicative of a, a situation that is growing. Um, and, and so it's definitely very concerning. Uh, I, I have a personal friend who lost their entire home to a uh, fire and it was one of these fires where the fire was far away but embers got into i think the guttering they they you know i guess they investigated it and, and figured out that's what it was because you went to the neighborhood and it was the only house that burnt down so that really brings home the fact that it's not just your proximity to fire. It's the fact that if you're in the region where embers are flying and you're not, you know, uh, you, you haven't hardened your house as as the, the documentary illustrates that, you know, th this could happen to anyone within several miles of, of these wildfires. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that, that's one thing I really, it brought a lot of light to me. And I know one of the taglines for this film is 
uh, you know, people in um, in the West Coast should watch it. But I honestly feel like people in North America should watch it, especially with the wildfires going on in Canada right now. I mean, I'm in North Carolina and wildfires aren't normal around here. But to me, we're one country, you know, so if it affects California, it affects us here as well. And, you know, what was your take when it when it came to this process? Was this a script that was sent your way? And or, you know, how did you kind of did you find out about it? Like, how, what was that like? Well, you know, as as an actor, you're, 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 you tend to be involved or I tend to be involved primarily with fictional telling of stories. And I love that. You know, yeah. I, I, I love everything about that. But when every now and again, when something comes along that could literally save people's lives, just the yeah. knowledge of it. Um, of course, that's going to be something that's going to grab your attention, let alone, you know, the state I now live in, uh, but California, it's, it's, it's being seriously affected by this. But also, I think just the documentary's ability to draw the parallels between um, traditional methods of uh, uh, protecting against this combined with technological methods combined with scientific methods and how those are applicable personally to your own home to your own environment i think the job uh, the 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 documentary does a great job of making it very relatable whether you live in those environments or not and makes it actionable it's not one of those climate documentaries you watch and at the end of it you're so depressed because you don't feel like there's anything you can do there's literally stuff you can do personally to your environment to your own home educating other people in in and i've done se severally with just like literally things about during fire season things to do with your guttering that you know not where we're having um landscaping done right now in which we're absolutely uh making sure that that shrubbery isn't so close to the house that basically acts like tinder should there be um a fire close by or embers close by so all of those things kind of uh, made it a no-brainer because it's a it's an incredibly um educational but more more the so than anything informative uh, documentary Buy or rent Transformers Rise of the Beasts on digital today. Optimus Prime and the Autobots team up with a powerful faction of Transformers known as the Maximals to save Earth in this adrenaline-fueled adventure. Get over an hour of bonus content when you buy on digital. Available at participating retailers rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. Incredibly informative, and you bring such a great voice to it. As as an actor, when when you're doing a documentary like this, do you feel, I guess you could say, maybe less pressure? Uh, you know, as far as the, I've always been curious when it comes to narr like the narration process for a documentary. What yeah, well, the director and producer on this were they are incredibly entrenched in this world. They're not just sort of making it as jobbing uh, documentary makers. They are in, it, very invested in the information, very involved with this community of people trying to bring the awareness about how to combat these wildfires. So they they did a great job with me of you know, helping me with my blind spots, helping me with the things I knew nothing about and making sure that I gave the correct amount of import to different moments uh, of the documentary. So I was very well guided. Um, no, I wasn't. I wasn't nervous. I, I just I felt honored more than anything to to be part of something that I think could 
um, should it be widely seen, which is what we hope, mm-hmm. really uh, affects change. Because like I say, not only on a personal level is it advocating the things that could help save people's lives and homes, yeah. but on a on a national and global level, there, there are very real, traditional, scientific, and forward-thinking methods to uh, to stem the, the tide of of the destructive nature of these wildfires. It's true. I mean, one of, one of the lines that uh, that really stuck with me in in the documentary. There's a lot of great lines in there. Obviously, is one of the firefighters. He says, "I don't I don't fight fire. I start fires because it's right. things like that that have been." going around for centuries, which I didn't even know was a thing. I think I, I briefly saw it in, in Zac Efron's documentary show that he has on Netflix where they did it in, in Australia with the Aborigines. So mm-hmm. it was interesting to see it play here in, in North America and how, you know, things like this can help prevent that in the future for, you know, so that way there's still a, a, a West Coast and Canada and things like that. Yeah, it's it's counterintuitive, really, to start a fire to right. prevent worse fires. But if you think about it, you know, these a lot of these environments we have now completely uh, chosen to uh, uh, habitate. Mm-hmm. Um, they they you could argue weren't designed for people to live there and there are very natural means by which these fires start without any human um uh, element causing those fires there, there's nature already had it down so to speak yeah. and i i think generally speaking we tend to be at our most symbiotic in relation to nature when we take nature's lead as to what it already was doing what it already is doing as opposed to coming in and imposing our will on the land so when you really find out recognize or realize that fires are actually an essential part of a forest's life right then you can sort of get your head around that methodology but again as we often do, whether it's harvesting oil or, or you know, what we're doing to the climate in terms of how we how we use technology, use cars, whatever it is, yeah. you know, we are thinking about ourselves first. And what this documentary does is it illustrates how actually we end up serving ourselves when we think of nature first. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, uh, well said. I mean, well said. Like I said, it's a very well executed, well shot, the, the documentary itself. I'm a big documentary fan, and this one is up there for me as far as just being informative, the visuals, everything. In terms of, of your career, I mean, I, I got to tell you, I meant to tell you this when we first got on. You were one of my favorite actors out there. When when Annie approached me and said that you were available for this, you know, I already had watched the documentary. So, you know, thank you for, for joining me, and, and this has just been great. You got... 82 currently acting credits to your name. You've been a director, you've been a producer, you know, you've had quite the journey. Has there been a a point to where you were able to like, you know what, I've made it, you know, you started off in in 95 with, with TV operas and, you know, you've worked with the likes of Christopher Nolan, some of the greatest actors out there, you know, in terms of of movies and violent year captive, the Butler, you know, was there a time where you're just like, Yes, you know, I'm I'm here, Hollywood. Like, see me shine. Oh gosh, I think as an <laughs> actor, generally speaking, not only do you never really feel that, but I don't think you ever want to feel that. You know, if you're if you're an artist, 
it, it's a it's a constantly moving target and that's what keeps you inspired that's what keeps you working hard but there have definitely been moments uh where i i i i have recognized that i am walking in real time in a circumstance i have dreamt of yeah uh you know one of those was was getting to play henry the sixth at the royal shakespeare company when i was quite a bit younger another one of those was uh playing dr king in the film selma um getting to direct my own film the waterman which was an, another big ambition of mine to direct a feature film you know uh, and i've just played bass reeves in a in a in a show um uh th that we just finished shooting in texas and uh you know I, I i was one of those kids running around playing cowboys when i was a when i was i don't know six seven years old and and now i get to do it and people pay me quite nicely for it as well so <laughs> you know um that yeah there have definitely been moments where i've 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 had a uh quite the pinch me um uh feeling but uh yeah that that's that's one of the the, the blessings for me of having been afforded the opportunity to do the thing I love. Bring home screen six on 4K UHD disc now. Ghostface is back and more terrifying than ever on a rampage in the Big Apple. Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, and Courtney Cox star in the sensational slasher hit Scream 6. Get over an hour of killer bonus content when you buy on 4K UHD disc. Available at participating retailers... Rated R from Paramount Pictures. Gotcha. I'm glad that you mentioned The Waterman. I wanted to ask, what was that experience like for you being this, the, the director as well as starring in, in your own film? And I mean, it was such a talented cast with Rosario Dawson, Alfred Molina, Maya Miller. What was that like for you? Oh, it was it was a, a complete dream because, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a a big fan of and a lover of storytelling generally, but as a director, you get to wrap your arms around the, the whole thing. Um, and shooting in Oregon, the Pacific Northwest, such a beautiful part of, of the country. And, and we were in the woods a lot. And, um, and my job was to make that environment feel magical. And I, we didn't use, we didn't need any CGI to do that. And speaking to the, the documentary that we're, we're talking about today, tragically, a year or so, two years after we were there, wildfires, if you watch The Waterman now, yeah. it doesn't look like that anymore. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping it's recovering, but, but that region, um, suffered terrible wildfires that, you know, uh, affected people's homes, certainly the forest. Um, and this this is very, very old forest. Yeah. Uh, and if you watch The Waterman, you'll see these gnarled, mossy, ancient trees and environment, right. a lot of which I found out is ha had, had been burned down. So, you know, personally, and, and we couldn't have expected that this would be the case. I'm just glad that we captured its beauty in the film and I hope it'll bounce back. But, you know, that that uh, that was the beautiful thing for me, getting to do the thing I love, which is tell stories, but in a more total way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of one of your next projects, uh, I've read as a big passion project of yours, you're writing, producing and starring in Sweet Thunder, the story of uh, Sugar Ray Robinson. 
Uh, apparently, it's in pre-production now. Um, you know, what's going on with that in terms of the film? How's the training coming along? I mean, I, I grew up in a boxing household. So, right. you know, boxing matches were a big thing for us growing up, especially being Puerto Rican. I was a big fan of Macho Camacho, but I'd always hear about the greats from my dad and my grandfather. So I was telling my dad that you were playing Sugar Ray Robinson in this movie. He's very excited about it. I just love to know, and I know it's probably just the last question here, you know, what? How's that? how is that coming along? Well, you know, a, a an element of my career, unfortunately for me, has been these uh, passion projects that take an enormously long amount of time to get done. I mean, Selma was seven years. I think we were trying for five years to get the Waterman made. Bass Reeves, which I just did, was eight years. Wow. I did another film called The United Kingdom, which was seven years. Um, Sweet Thunder is now coming on 10 years. You know that I've been trying to get that that made, but uh, so God willing, we 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 will get it done. I, I've I've had a pretty good strike rate with eventually getting there, but uh, it's it's always hard to to go ask people for millions of dollars to uh, tell a story that you deem important and that for whatever reason they they might not quite see it yet. But I'm I'm pretty pretty convincing, so. Uh, you know, uh, ho- hopefully uh, you and your dad will be enjoying that one sometime soon. Hopefully. We'll look forward to it. You're a great actor. I can see you being great, you know, very convincing. I mean, with a family of four, <laughs> you got to be pretty convincing as well. So <laughs> I know you got a busy press day today. Thank you so much. I, I really do appreciate the time. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward. Uh, again, I'll do all the post stuff later. But, you know, really, you made uh, this guy's day probably my whole year, to be honest with you. It's a pleasure meeting you virtually. My wife and I just got done watching Silo. Your performance was fantastic in that. So, you know, best of luck to you the rest of this year. And, uh, you know, anything we can do to help in the future, do not hesitate to reach out. Thank you. I appreciate that. That that means a lot to me. Thank you. You got it. You got it. Enjoy your day. You too. Victory! And anger management? Fuck anger management. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.